Welcome everyone to another edition of Memphis Hardwood playoff style. We are now debriefing game four of the Grizzlies Warriors. We'll also talk a little bit about game three. I've got Marvin Stockwell here with me, Marv. Um, last night um, in San Francisco, the Grizzlies won three, 99.95% of the game. And then lost the game. Yeah. <laughs> they they led for 47 minutes and 15 seconds. Uh, they played, I thought, incredibly well. I was so glad to see Steven Adams back in there. Yeah. Um, a top-notch defensive performance. Um, and then they and then they lost the game. Obviously, John Morant was not with the team. There's an article out on the athletic today talking about how much better the Grizzlies are defensively when John Morant's not on the floor. The, that passes the eye test. Obviously, that's true. But sure. you, you have a guy like Ja because he closes fourth quarters, right? And so maybe that game turns out differently. Mm-hmm. So much to get to after yesterday's uh, game. But where are you right now? How are you feeling about this team, about this series, uh, about the Grizzlies? You know, of course, I was I was bummed out when we lost. Right. Like we, we had it right. Uh, and and I think it's right to 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 use all of those mechanisms of blowing off steam, you know, go read the Calkins column. I haven't read it, but in a way I already have. Right. Uh, I know exactly what it says. It's like, how, how do we how did Dylan Brooks blow that? Like, I, I, I get all that. But I'm I'm kind of already I've, I've had a not too great of a night's sleep because it's a late West Coast start, you know, but here's where I'm at. It's important that we remember that we have had a ridiculous season that exceeded every expectation uh, known to man. Like we far out, like nobody thought we were going to have a season like we, like we just had. Uh, And so like, even if we don't prevail in this series and I don't know that we won't, you know, uh, we have had a ridiculously amazing season, like full stop. I could stop right there, but I won't. Because here's, here's the second part of my answer. I do not think it's impossible that we can go win three games and win this series. I do not think that's impossible. I mean, nice. we win this thing one game at a time. And we have been really close, like a, a series of plays. A few shots go down. A few free throws get hit. Oh and we're God. the one and we're the ones that are that are that are up. up three to one. Yeah. Yes, I think so. So, like, let's take heart in the fact that, like, we almost beat the Warriors at the Warriors without Ja Morant and Dylan Brooks shooting like crap and being and playing hero ball. So it's like I'm not upset. I'm 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 irritated and I wish he hadn't just kept chucking up shots too. do. I think it was poor shot selection. Yeah, sure. I do. But you know what? I still love Dylan Brooks. I still love <laughs> Dylan Brooks. And he is a, he is a great part of the team. And I do not join in the chorus of people. This like it's right to in the heat of the moment be like, trade Dylan Brooks. I don't want him to even come back yeah. to Memphis. No, that's I'm not on that train. Yeah. I love Dylan Brooks. He's an incredible player. He has been a huge part of our successful season. Without yeah. Dylan Brooks, I mean, you know, like, good lord. So I think we can still win the series. Do I think it'll be hard? 
you better believe it's going to be hard. Yeah. Uh, I, yes, it's the odds are that we won't prevail in this series. But you know what? If that's true, we have had a ridiculous, ridiculous season full of so many wonderful gifts from a fan perspective that it's it's yeah. an embarrassment of riches. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not long like like long game. I, I, I'm not disappointed at all. I'm a yeah. very happy Grizzlies fan. Yeah, no doubt. I feel the same way. Um, I felt very grateful to watch the game last night. Um, I felt really happy to watch the Grizzlies get back to playing the way they had played for, you know, 82 games this year. Um, Steven Adams being pushed out of the series in Minnesota made the Grizzlies play differently. We talked about that while it was happening. Um, we talked about how that continued in the golden state series and how the Grizzlies were not really doing all the things that we had expected the Grizzlies to do, like win on the boards, like have high assist, uh, games, like getting a ton of steals and blocks, you know, winning the stocks, uh, category, you know, winning the turnovers battle. I mean, uh, winning the points in the paint, right? Well, Mm -hmm. last night, the Grizzlies got back to doing all of that (laughs) and it wasn't an accident that the main cog in their offensive and defensive machine mm-hmm. was back on the floor. Yeah. And when I say the main cog, I don't mean the most important part. I just mean literally the centerpiece. <laughs> Our center was back. Yes. And it was not inconsequential. You saw the way he clogged up the lane and protected the rim. What was good about that is then it made our defenders on the perimeter feel more comfortable playing more tightly. There were so many times when I saw guys get chased off the three-point line. The Grizzlies did a great job of that last night. And then you've got guys coming into mid-range territory, and they're either going to pull up for that mid-range or they're going to try to go down into the lane. But if they go into the lane, there's going to be one or two guys waiting for them there, maybe both, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Stephen Adams. So defensively, right, Stephen Adams, he, he provided this incredible um, bulwark against those layups that killed us yeah. in game three. I mean, yeah, the, the Warriors shot well from the three-point line, but they killed us with layups. They killed us in points in the paint in game three. Well, on the offensive end, I mean, he was there operating at the elbow. And, and let's be clear, Desmond Bain didn't get as many of those free cuts that he usually gets during the regular season. But Steven Adams was still operating the offense ably. You had yeah. more motion on offense because they they knew Steve-O will find you if you get open. He will find you. Yes. And of course he's cleaning up. He had 15 rebounds in the game last night. So so I I'm feeling happy today because I got to watch a game last night where the Grizzlies played like the team that we'd become accustomed to watching yes. play for 82 games. And it wasn't the disorienting um Timberwolves series where you're like, what is going on here? Why is this so stressful? Who is this team? And it wasn't the first three games of this series, right? Where you're like, God, I hope John Morant can pull something out of the hat at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, it was every guy making contributions. It was team basketball. Um, and, and I mean, that's exactly what you want to see. That's exactly what you want uh, from the Grizzlies because that's how they've succeeded to wit. You had five guys in double figures Uh, 21 points for Jaron Jackson, 12 for Brooks, 10 for Steven Adams, 19 for Tyus Jones. Kyle Anderson had 17 off the bench. Desmond Bain was a bucket off of having a double-digit night. Balance scoring up and down the roster. That, and this is coming back to your point, that is what gives me hope that the Grizzlies might be able to do the improbable, Marvin. Yeah. If they can continue to play the way that they play, 
if they continue to do what they have done uh, over the past 82 games, that's the best chance you can give yourself, especially if John Morant's not in the fold. Yeah. I, I just think we have the, 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 the talent, we have the plays, we have the, we're ready. Like, <clears throat> so we can put off till later what the team might need to do. Quite frankly, I don't think there's anything broken, uh, any more broken about the team now than there was when we were heading into the playoffs and and, and, and kind of like thinking about the trade down on it and, and glad that we didn't make any changes. Right. I still honestly, I still feel the exact same way. And one game of poor decisions does not change my overall opinion about Dylan Brooks and liking him. I like him just as much now as I did before last night's game. Am I frustrated with how he played the game? Did I think he has made some decisions that, that, that lost a game that we had in the bag? Yeah, I did. But like, we're still, we're still surviving and then thriving on our wits and on the merits of the package that we put forward. And that is a very right. good, well thought through team and approach. And like, we do exactly. not need to tweak anything. We just need to hit it as hard as we can yeah. with the exact approach. I mean, you know, obviously in game coaching decisions, sure, sure, you sure. know, who knows, but like, should he have questioned the call? Maybe so, maybe that, but like, yeah, the world's yeah. not going to rise or fall on that. We just need to play our game and not get rattled and not try to like reinterrogate and question everything brought to the, we don't need to flip, flip the flux capacitor of the team and start tinkering around with it. We need to do what we do, which is like have yeah. Steven Adams, like you just described, we were back to doing what we're supposed to do. We just didn't have some, there's some shots that didn't fall. Yeah. You know, I hope Ja comes back. You know, I don't know what's happening with his knee, but we're yeah. a great team and we can still win this series. Yeah, 100%. I completely agree with you. I mean, on the Dylan thing and then on the jaw thing, uh, I mean, the thing that's challenging for me is, you know, Dylan made a very poor decision, obviously, um, in game two, um, paid the price yes. for it in game two and game three. You know, we're all sort of aware that that's not what he needs to be doing. I think he's sure. aware of that as well. He was contrite. He said he felt bad, you know, everything that we talked about on the last pod, he really did. Yeah. So, uh, but the, but the issue is then he makes a, he has a, a night where he goes back to being the old Dylan where he's taken a bunch of bad shots. And so he kind of feeds that, that narrative with his own behavior, right. In terms of his yeah. value on the court. Now, yeah. let me say this, he was incredibly good defensively. Yes, he, was he was so, so good. And, you yeah. know, forced Steph Curry you know, into a rough, a rough shooting night. Now, Steph obviously went off and did what the best shooter of all time in the complete history of all things round ball and hoop, right, is going to do Pretty in much. the fourth quarter, right? I mean, he took over. He got, I think, nine. Uh, he made nine free throws in that fourth quarter. He also had a huge flop. Oh, know? no doubt. Like, I mean, ugh. again, you know, superstars are going to be superstars. So, yeah. I mean, so. So, so Dylan Brooks did a good job on Steph Curry and mm -hmm. he, he, he made some poor decisions, but it's hard in the context of all of that for you to, to be super stoked about Dylan. Cause you know, what you really want to come back and do is play a little bit more humbly and a mm -hmm. humble performance mm -hmm. would have focused right on defense and would have focused yeah. on passing and would have focused on trying to get to the rim and taking fouls, right. Instead of pulling up for every outside jump shot and it seems like he didn't meet a jump shot he didn't like last night so that's the challenge for yeah. me um on the jaw thing i mean bottom line i think that they got bad news from the mri otherwise i think they would tell us they've also said i heard on the national broadcast last night that they want to 
uh, get a second opinion. Now, I don't. I, I I assume the veracity of that statement is um, is clear and and present mm-hmm. and true mm-hmm. because uh, you know it was said on national television. But yeah, I mean, all the circumstantial evidence points to the fact that they probably didn't get good news on the MRI from uh, from Jaws knee. Mm. I also just based on looking at his body language last night, Jaw did not look happy. Um, he definitely looked concerned, not about the game. I mean, he was, even when he was up and around, he wasn't really himself. Like we've talked about him coaching from the bench. So I'm thinking, you know, yeah. and also jaw tweeted out yesterday, God doesn't ever give you anything that you can't handle. So I'm guessing there's bad news on the knee. Now, what does that mean? Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm confident he's not going to play again this season. Um, but hopefully whatever needs to happen can happen and he could be good to go starting again next season. So, um, we don't know. You, think, you we, think he's out this season? You oh, think I think he's, he's done. Oh, I think he's done. Yeah. I think they got bad news on the MRI. I think there's mm-hmm. structural damage. I think that they're going to wait until the season is over to tell us that because it's not going to help. And if I was in the Grizzlies front office, I would, I would make the same choice. Yeah. So I guess I see that. Yeah. It's going to lead people like us to speculate until we know, but yeah, I think there's structural damage. I hope it's not a, you know, anything that's torn or fully broken. I hope it's just a, you know, a significant sprain, maybe a grade two sprain or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he's had knee problems on the left knee and the right knee this year. He plays Mm -hmm. the game hard. He played 56 games out of 82. Yeah. He was an absolute superstar in the playoffs, averaging almost a triple double. Um, so, I mean, obviously he's an incredibly important player for us and never had anybody like him, but no, I don't, I don't think the prognosis is good and I don't think he's going to play the rest of the season. Yeah. Well, I think a Tyus Jones led Grizzlies can beat the Warriors. Yep. <laughs> uh, can we beat them three times in a row? That is a tall order. I will, I will be the first to grant you, uh, but it starts by winning the first one at home. And that ought to be the easiest one. If we can win that one, then we can say, let's go back to San Francisco. And, and, and we, we proved that we actually have the team and the ability to shut the warriors down and win there because we almost won. Right. So we can win there with a Tyus Jones led Grizzlies for sure. And then if we force a game seven and we come back home, uh, anything can happen. Right. So like all these games are winnable. We have yeah. an excellent team, even without John ja Morant. So uh, I, I absolutely think we can still win this. Although I would be the, I am a realistic enough to, to realize it's a, it's, it's a, it's a tall order. And if we don't prevail, it will still have been one of the most amazing grizzly seasons where we achieved so much that like no one would have predicted it in their wildest dreams. Not even a glass overflowing optimist, you know, dreamer yeah. like me. No, 100%. Well, last thing before we get out of here, um, you know, I hope that uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. will touch the ball more down the stretch. My biggest problem with the Dylan Brooks three right in the last couple of minutes was that Jaron didn't touch the ball <clears throat> right. on that possession. And um, nobody can guard Jaron Jackson Jr. He on, showed that, yeah. On, on the Golden State Warriors. No one can guard him. So when you need a basket, right, take it to him. And I mean, even the three-point shot that he put up at the end, I'm not I'm not mad about that. It's exactly what Jaron should have been doing. Draymond Green mm-hmm. is just, you know, defensive mm-hmm. player of the year in the past. He's just a good player. So yeah. let's keep an eye on that. Jaron Jackson Jr. needs to touch the ball. The game is tight. Every possession at the end of the game. And that will put the Grizzlies in their place of most potential to win Marvin. So let's yep. see what Tyus and the crew can pull off for us, man. But let's see, Lord knows we'll be watching here and we'll be breaking it down on Memphis hardwood. Thanks for making the time, Marv. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. Go, Go Grizzlies. Grizzlies. Go Grizzlies. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on Memphis hardwood. We'll see you next time.